Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new Diplomatist podcast. I'm your host, Garrison Rado, and today I'm very excited to have a very special guest with me, a former ambassador from India. Ambassador, would you take just a brief second to introduce yourself to the listeners? I'm Rajiv Bhatia. I'm a former ambassador, served India in four uh, countries, South Africa, Myanmar, Kenya, uh, and Mexico. I've served in other diplomatic stations as well. But more importantly, now I work um, with a prestigious gate, uh, prestigious think tank named Gateway House, located in Mumbai. And uh, in this capacity, we have the chance to conduct a lot of research and study. And therefore, I'm also honored to have been approached by uh, you um, from Liberty uh, University in U.S. And I'm willing to very much answer your few questions. Well, it's a very great honor to have you on, sir. We appreciate your time. We'll try to keep this as brief Thank as you. possible. Uh, but uh, one of the things we wanted to discuss today really was uh, the COVID pandemic, obviously, is on everyone's mind. Uh, and in particular, it's been interesting to see its impact on the various leadership performances of different world leaders uh, in Europe and America and, of course, in India as well. How is India's internal perception, how do the people see Prime Minister Modi's uh, COVID-19 response? Has he been effective in most people's eyes or has there been some discontent? What, what does it look like from the inside, inside of India? Uh, the inside view is um, based on realities uh, and uh, based on the kind of goals the leadership uh, has been able to achieve so far. And still, there is certain degree of downside which also cannot be ignored. Essentially, the positive side is that uh, when the catastrophe came here uh, and the idea of lockdown was suggested as the way out to buy time because of our medical infrastructure is not quite adequate for very large-scale uh, pandemic, uh, there was consternation and uh, there was a kind of a perception that will be not very easy to lock down the whole country, you know, for uh, weeks together. But nobody took into account uh, the uh, the hold, the popular hold that Mr. Narendra Modi, Prime Minister, has on the people of India. And uh, I think uh, it was that political influence and that charisma which really helped India. The moment uh, the government decided that it's going to be a, a national lockdown, at four hours' notice, uh, covering 1.3 billion people, uh, you know, it received massive support uh, because people do understand and respect him. And they understood what he said. Namely, his basic mantra was that if there is life, there is the world. And so, you know, we are going to do, first of all, to provide you safety for your life and health security in general. And for that, lockdown was necessary and people cooperated. Now, that was uh, way back uh, on 25th of March. We are now uh, on 20th of May and we are in the lockdown 4 situation. Now, since then, much has happened. Uh, while uh, on the health side, India has done rather well. Uh, it has had so far about 100,000 confirmed co corona cases. Which is fairly while, low for a nation of such vast size. Yes, yes. it is absolutely a, a revealing and very positive figure. On the casualties, I mean, even one life lost is a 
sad thing. Of course. India has lost over 3,000 people, but uh, we mourn and sympathize uh, with America, which has lost uh, such a huge number yeah, of people. The latest figures are over 90,000 in our country, yes, so yeah, I mean, it's much you know, higher. Yeah. to even hear that voice, that number. But now, you know, moving from the health side to the economic side, you know, economic hardships are increasing. The economy really came to a crashing halt, uh, and particularly the vulnerable sections, uh, the weaker sections, uh, the self-employed people, they all suffered. And now, actually, industry across the board has also suffered. And in that light, uh, there was particular focus by the media on the migrant uh, labor you know, people who live in villages but come and work in urban cities. And when they found that all construction work and other things had stopped, they were forced to go back to villages. And they suffered in the process. But I would say keeping both sides, the positives and negatives in mind, India has done well. India has received very favorable notice around the world. And what is most important is that India is not thinking of itself. India is thinking very much of its neighbors, partners and friends, and India is out in the forefront to project the idea that to counter this COVID, we need more rather than less international cooperation. Well, that was beautifully put and a very good summary of the entire sweep of uh, several months of policy inside of a, a very large and complicated situation. So I know our <laughs> listeners appreciate that. And uh, I know we're, we're trying to preserve valuable time here, but I do want to get one more question in with you, if I may. Um, sure. As a former ambassador with vast experience in international relations uh, for your country, um, how do you perceive that second plank of Prime Minister Modi's platform? I know he focused on saving lives at home, but he also mentioned cooperation with the nations, uh, both in Southern Asia generally and around the world. Um, how is that? How is that coming about during a time of crisis with uh, the more friendly partners with India? as well as perhaps the more tense relationships, say like with Pakistan, where you share a border, um, but not always the most uh, amicable of cooperation. So how is, how is that geopolitical reality affecting the, the pandemic response in, in, in the region? Well, you know, uh, people don't change, nations don't change, catastrophes come and they continue to behave in their old uh, mold, so to say. But the India leadership has tried to project the view that this is the time when we should set aside our old, uh, you know, differences and disputes and work together because of the existence of humanity that is stake. And therefore, first of all, India worked on creating new links of regional cooperation in order to fight the pandemic. Uh, the uh, regional association named SARC was revived and uh, through that um, a number of tangible measures were taken to promote cooperation. Thereafter, India played uh, some role in making sure that the virtual G20 summit took place where at the global level a whole host of decisions were taken by the top leaders of these 20 countries to create and forge cooperation. And then thirdly, at the level of the WHO and World Health Assembly, which uh, has concluded today, India played a very constructive role so that this whole controversial issues of uh, China's responsibility, uh, also the question of the origin of the outbreak and what is the way out 
you know, on that also a very constructive uh, consensus-based uh, decision was developed. But even more important, India is not simply content with diplomacy. India is trying to become the global pharmacy. It is uh, exporting medicines that are required to fight this illness all across the world, including to the U.S., which is our friend and partner. I think to 123 countries, these medicines have been sent. And finally, you know, all the Indian Indians are stranded in various parts of the country because of the shutdown of uh, airspace. Uh, a special mission is already underway to try to bring as many of them as possible. So a human-centric approach is what India has tried to adopt to fight this battle. Ambassador, thank you so very much for your time today. I really appreciate you coming on. Very kind of you, and I wish you good luck and best of luck for your studies and your future.